shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. This is episode 95 of the Human Hope Podcast. My name is Carlos Enrique Gutierrez Guzman Archibald Cabello, and I got one single question for you. Y'all ready for this? Come on, come on, bounce with me, bounce with me. Come on, come on, bounce with me, bounce with me. Come on, come on, bounce with me, bounce with me. Oh man, yeah, I mean, I like, I am like, I'm doing the whole bounce with me, bounce with me thing, which means I'm feeling it, because I got, I, I literally just got inspired right now, right before I uh, recorded the intro for this week's Human Hope Podcast, um, I, I got inspired because I got fired up, got fired up. I'm going to tell you why I got fired up in a second. And I'm going to try to not make this intro very long. I'm trying to change things up on the podcast so that you know, I do what you guys need. Now, speaking of what you need, next week is a very important episode. Not only is it episode 96, which only leaves us, uh, I don't know, like four more podcasts until we hit 100. And when I say everything's changing at 100, everything's changing at 100, okay? Um, but... I, I, I want to let you know that next week, I, I need you to listen next week more than I've needed you to listen to any podcast ever out of all of the podcasts I've ever recorded. Episode 95 is uber important for the future of this podcast. If you love this podcast, I need you to listen to next week's podcast because it's going to be very filled with very important information. Now, this podcast this week is... It is going to inspire. I love it. I love bringing in people that are so filled with hope. They don't even know that they're filled with hope, right? You ever meet those people that they actually don't even know how much hope they're slinging around? Like they don't know it because they're just being them. And that that's what we have with this week's guest. Um, you're not even going to believe the story and we're going to get to him in just a second. So hang on. But But first things first, I want to... I just, I'm feeling this inside of everything that I am. And it, and I think it's because this week we had the State of the Union address. And um, I it just, it was another reminder on my social media feed today. Because you guys know I follow people that I don't agree with. Um, I follow people that I do agree with. I, I follow everybody. But I, I think, I, I mean... Oh, maybe I should wait. Maybe this should just be its own episode. Maybe it will be. Maybe I'll come back in a couple of weeks and just do a whole episode and call it Dear Christians, please stop being. Uh, I can't even bleep myself. Booty holes. Can I say that? This is PG 13. Booty holes. If there's little kids listening, do not ever say booty hole in front of your parents, okay? Okay, Uncle Carlos says that you can't say booty hole. Now, um, 
I just, I'm, I'm just over it. I'm over people that call themselves followers of Jesus being so ridiculously mean, being so sarcastic, being pointing their fingers and calling people the enemy. When, when I read my Bible, sorry to get just right into it, but, but human beings are not the enemy. There is an enemy that I believe is scripturally from where I believe it. There is an enemy, but it's not people. People are made in the image of God and it is our job to ruthlessly love them with everything inside of us. It is not our job to point fingers and call them the enemy. And I'm just over it. I'm over, I'm over it. I'm done. Like I'm just over it. And you know, you know, so many times like I, I have over the last, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's been my, really my whole life, but the last few years, I mean, even this podcast is called human hope, right? So, so many times I feel like I just got to be hopeful. I got to like, you know, just, you know, do, do what I do, right? Don't stand on issues, walk with people. Um, and, but sometimes just my humanity, it's, I'm a, it's called human hope, right? It just, it just, it rises up and I'm just so freaking frustrated with people that declare themselves to be follower of Jesus being literally the opposite of who he was. And I'm over it and I'm done and I'm sick of it. And I'm sick of having to defend Jesus because people that say they follow him are booty holes. Okay. I just, I needed to get that off my chest. I, I am sorry for starting off today's episode, which is going to be a very inspirational episode. I mean, th- there's a man that chased a dream uh, for not himself, but for other people. There's a man that literally did what How to Human, my book, um, teaches us to do. See humans and free humans. That, I mean, this is, this is, there's never been a more uh, see human, free human episode than this one. Okay? Like, if we can't hear my new friend's story and not see somebody and free somebody, then then we're, we've got bigger problems. But all that to say, I just, maybe the first five minutes of this podcast was just a little PSA, public service announcement to please, ladies and gentlemen, if you claim to follow Jesus, do not be an idiot or do not be a booty hole. Okay? For the little ears, that's the last time Uncle Carlos is going to say booty hole. Um, and tell your mommy and daddy that they shouldn't say booty hole either. I may, maybe, maybe, you know what? I, I need to go find a booty hole Christian and walk with them because I'm just mad at them right now. I'm mad. I'm just over it. I'm over content creators, mean Christians, just being mean. I'm over it. And, um, that's okay. It's okay. Right. Can I be over it? Can I, can, can Mr. Human Hope just have you guys throw me some hope? Oh, well, you got a little real seven minute, uh, I don't know. Is that a monologue? What, what is that that I just did? I don't even know. Like I, I, I don't even know, but I appreciate you guys and gals, um, being with me and allowing me to vent, um, this is longer format. I, I couldn't do that on Instagram, right? I can't, I can't vent for seven minutes on, I mean, I guess I could, but it's easier to do it on a podcast. Um, okay. Okay, Carlos, take a deep breath. Okay, hold on. And also, can I, t- can I ask you something? Can I say, well, one more thing, one more thing. If, if you purposely follow somebody that claims to be a follower of Jesus to learn from them because you agree with their point of view, but they are booty holes. Find somebody else. Just find somebody else. If it's not love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control coming out of them, guess what? The opposite of what that is, is going to come out of you. Garbage, garbage in, garbage out. Just like my daddy used to say. Okay. I, I said I would be done. Now I'm at eight minutes, 11 seconds. Okay. So listen, um, before we get into today's conversation, I do want to allow two of our partners and then we're going to get, I'm telling you, 
We're going to get into this conversation that is going to show you exactly what it means to see people and free people. But as you know, these partners are very, very important to the show. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to partner number one. Oh, we got some of the ad music here. Okay. Partner number one is Green Chef. Now, I'm just going to get straight to the point. Green Chef has given Human Hope listeners 60% off plus free shipping. Y'all, the percent off gets even greater and greater. This is amazing. What is Green Chef? Green Chef is a C-C-I-F certified certified meal cook company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. So again, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, which we're, we're kind of, the Whitakers are kind of turning vegan, vegetarian-ish. I, I don't know what my wife's doing, but I don't know. She's, she makes food because of Green Chef. She uses their food and it just tastes so good. So if you're looking to eat more balanced meal, Green Chef is the way to go. Okay. Now you get to choose from over 30 plus recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals for different dietary preferences in the same box. Incredible. Okay. Now they're offering more customization than ever before, right? So you can swatch, swap protein, um, you know, chicken, beef, salmon, whatever it is, they're making it easier than ever. They are the number one numero uno meal kit company out there. They, 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 they make eating well, really easy. Okay. Now listen, this is what they're going to do for us. They are going to give us 60% off plus free shipping. And how you get it is this. You go to www.greenchef.com slash human hope 60 and use code human hope 60, all one word to get 60% off plus free shipping. That is www.greenchef.com slash human hope 60 you code human hope 60 and get 60% off plus free shipping green chef the number one meal kit for eating well and next up on the human hope podcast is the og athletic greens i'm reminding you right now that when you visit these partners it not only helps us but it helps them these are incredible incredible companies that i believe in the reason why i started taking ag1 which is part of athletic greens is one of their products is because you guys know i wanted to fix my gut health and it was so helpful to me it was amazing i gave ag1 a try and it worked okay so i take ag1 in the morning every single morning Okay, before I start my day, sometimes I even pour it into my coffee. Okay, and it literally makes me feel like my mind is sharp, but my gut health. I, I listen. If you've ever had gut health problems, you guys know how hard it is, right? Like it, it literally makes life miserable. AG One helped me fix that. Okay, it, it's it it's hard for me to keep up with supplement routines um, when there's all these different products. So I just open up my AG1, I pour it in my water, and in 30 seconds, things are different. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? It was designed, AG1, that is, with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. AG1 has been part, this is crazy, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, of millions of mornings since 2010, it's been around for a hot minute, all right? If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, which I use all the time. With your first purchase, go to athleticgreens.com slash human hope. That's athleticgreens.com slash human hope and check it out. Now, back to the show. All right, friends, I um, I told you that this was going to be an inspirational message. And let, let, let me let me let you know who we're going to be hanging out with. His name is Don. And I, I want you to kind of imagine him as like Uncle Don, okay? Because he really has got that vibe. Don Schoendorfer, he's a biomedical engineer. Now, 
I need to let you know, I have never just looked in someone's eyes and automatically felt not smart until I looked into Don's eyes. Um, but what I love about Don's story, he's a super smart biomedical engineer, right? He makes his home in Santa Ana, California, and he, he literally has a PhD in mechanical engineering from MI freaking T. The freaking's not in there, okay? And in addition, he holds more than 60 patents in the biomedical field. But can I tell you something? That's not why he's on the show to make us feel dumb. No, he is on the show because he actually saw at one point something that changed his life. You see, I'm going to let Don tell the story, but Don saw a need around the world for all of these people that were living without wheelchairs. Now, I don't know about you, but but like when I have traveled overseas, I have seen people that are struggling with physical limitations that need wheelchairs that don't have them. Don actually saw this and you know what? He took all of his like engineering and biomedicaling and stuff like that. And he said, I wonder if I can design a wheelchair for like not a lot of money. And so he designed one and he shipped it to this lady. And that one turned into two, turned into 10 and he saw people in need and he freed them. <laughs> I, I'm, you're gonna cry. It went from one wheelchair to now Don and Free Wheelchair Mission have built and distributed over 1.3 million wheelchairs. If there's ever been a story about somebody seeing somebody and freeing somebody, this is it. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy a conversation with our new friend, Don. Schoendorfer. Here you go. Okay, Human Hope Familia. Uh, Carlos here with my new friend, Don Schoen. Don, I'm going to mess your name up every single time. I practiced it three times before we got on air, and I knew I would only get half of it done before I finished it. Could you introduce yourself and just give us your first and last name? That'd be awesome. Yes, my name is Don Schoendorfer. Don, it's a long German name. Yeah, I, it was the first word. I that's the first word. I first word I learned how to spell because every oh. time I went with my mother, she'd have to spell it too. Schoendorfer, <laughs> I love it. Um, I you know I I learned to say something new every single day. And today, your last name is the word of the day for us. Uh, okay. But uh, Don, so you are um, you've got a bunch of people that are tuning in, uh, listening to the podcast this week that are uh, they know that I bring them stories of hope and. And when your story came across my desk and a couple people in my uh, circles were like, oh, Carlos, you've got to talk to this guy. You've got to talk to this guy. Um, I, I, I said, let's give it a shot. And here you are sitting in front of me right now. So first of all, thank you so much for just spending a few minutes of your time with us. My pleasure. Absolutely. So Don, first and foremost, let's get right to it. Um, you have, and I don't know what, what kind of stats or data I have, but, but the last that I've read, uh, you and your organization have given over 1.3 million wheelchairs away to people in need across planet Earth. Is that, is that where we're sitting right now? That is correct. Yes. That is incredible. So uh, first of all, that that's that's too large of a number to even comprehend. Uh, I don't I don't know if you can be like, OK, one point three million. That equals uh, you're a lot smarter man than I am. But that's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of wheelchairs. Tell us, Don, where the first time um, wh- where this dream came from and how this all began. Um, was uh, over 20 years ago, 1979, I was on a vacation with my wife in Morocco. Um, and we didn't have, uh, from the very moment of stepping foot on that in the country, I felt like I didn't belong. But uh, within a few hours, we were visiting a city and it had an old part of the city called the Medina. It was probably built around the beginning of the crusade time. Okay, wow. You know, know, uh, dirt roads and um, buildings made out of some kind of a stucco and and, uh, crowded with people selling merchandise along either side of a narrow road. And between the legs of the passerbys, we saw a woman dragging her body across that road with her fingernails. Wow. Um, you know, she's looking forward to each step, uh, if, which I wouldn't call a step because it's her hands yeah. and she's digging her fingernails in and she's moving about every six inches, about every, 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 so to speak, step. But she's focusing on the ground 
and she's pausing and she's trying to turn her head a little bit to make sure that she could warn somebody if they were to step on her. Wow. And people were just stepping over her like she's some sort of rubbish. Wow. And and it was like that seeing somebody crawl like that and then seeing that people just walked over her uh, and all she wanted to do was they crossed that road and within 60 seconds she managed to crawl across the road and disappeared in the doorway and that was it. That, that was, was it. this image. And, um, and, you know, you know, the first thing we wanted to do was let's do something about it. Let's get her yeah. a wheelchair. That's what she needed. But uh, there was no place in this city to buy a wheelchair. Really? So there was no place uh, in the in the city for her to even get one. So you and your wife, are you beginning to have, I mean, where did the conversation go that day? Well, you, we had, uh, you know, with the vacation coming back home and just getting our career started, starting a family, you know, getting a house, all that stuff. And never, all that stuff kind of got in the way. And um, we went march down and developing all the career in the family. And But every now and then, something would remind me of that woman. Huh. Um, and for 20 years, I... I thought I thought of a lot of other things that I've met that I saw in Morocco, but that image would not go away. Wow. So so when you come back uh, home after vacation, uh, what what is it that that you began to do? What was your career? What were you doing uh, in life at that at that point? I was a, uh, starting a biomedical engineering uh, uh, career, which back then they didn't have the word biomedical, but it was engineers trying to help doctors uh, and hospital people figure out how to make uh, an idea into something you could buy. Okay. Um, and so, and, and I, I was very happy doing that. I had about 20 years of uh, experience in it and got patents for other companies and was very successful. But um, it wasn't exactly what I was born to do. I felt that later because uh, huh. I was kind of born to be a more of a, I want to help people. Yeah. And I think I was helping people as a biomedical engineer, but I wanted to do more. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, so are you? When you went to Morocco, then it it was still tw- what was it? Am I correct in my math? It was still twenty more years before you began uh, this work that you're doing now. Yes, uh, you know, I was grow up brought up as a Christian. My wife was brought up as a Christian, but we, you know, and I had a lot of theory from my education and figuring out how to, you know, the universe got started. And then uh, the one thing they couldn't explain is how it began in the first place. Right. So <laughs> I was I was always content at figuring it had to be God to do yeah. something that big. I, and, uh, but I didn't think it was uh, a God that uh, I'd sort of, Short sold him on his infinite powers. Yeah. And I didn't realize he would have that much time or even interest in working with me on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> um, and I was very good at solving my engineering problems for you know, over 20 years. But then, uh, you know, you have teenage daughters. Yep. And yeah, they have I have some right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, 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 there's nothing in, I learned in engineering school that would help me solve these problems. And, <laughs> right. And it, it brought us to our knees uh, wow. and um, tried to struggle with it ourselves. And then we realized we're not making any progress. And we uh, brought brought us to our knees, went back to church. And then, uh, you know, I I, I was a, a, a very good uh, um, regular visitor on Sunday, but I would just go back to my normal lifestyle on Monday. And yeah. After doing that for a couple of years, I thought, I got to get off the curb here. I got to get into the road and start doing some things. So I tried doing some mentoring. I tried doing some tutoring and a lot of reasons why they just weren't working. And I don't know if I, if I, if you would allow me to summarize it in just a few sentences, I can sure. tell you what happened. Yeah, please, please do. Yeah, have you ever, have you ever gotten a, a phone call from, from the Lord? I, I have not personally gotten a phone call from the Lord. Well, I mean, I, I, nor have I, but this is what <laughs> this is what it was like, because I pondered this maybe for six months, okay. and it was like the ring, the phone rings. I pick it up. The Don, you know who this is. You really do. I know you know. And I say, yeah. And I said, uh, I, I, I got to talk to you a little bit about how you're spending your time. Well, <laughs> why are you not using the gifts I gave you to wow. help build the kingdom? And then he hung up. 
Wow. Uh, and and he was right. I mean, I wasn't gifted to be a, uh, a teacher. Uh, I'm an introvert. You know, I just, I'm, I don't know. You know, I'm happy in a, reading a, cor- a book in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was trying to relate to uh, Central American kids who were, had all kinds of issues going on. Some of them were on the run. And, and, um, and yet here I am, an engineer. Uh, so why don't you do something with those gifts? Yeah. I, you know, he gave me, and then I'm thinking of this woman again, and is crawling across the ground. It was pretty clear what she needed was a wheelchair. Wow. So, um, you know, I started doodling and um, getting up early and going out in the garage and fooling around. And, you know, the, uh, the name of the, uh, of the device has all the ingredients in it. Wheelchair, oh, right? <laughs> and you know, and I looked into it, and I found out that there were seventy-five million people like her. Wow, wow! And, you know, around the world, and this is a low estimate from the World Health Organization. But uh, and then I uh, contacted organizations that were working hard on this, and they some of them had spent two decades trying to solve this problem, but they were buying very inexpensive wheelchairs made for our environment, sure. uh, our culture, or they are getting uh, used wheelchairs that have been replaced by new wheelchairs from insurance companies. And they're putting their hearts and soul into this. this and, they, and it was really great. Some of them were Christian, some of them were secular humanitarian. Uh, but uh, they, this was important for them. And I, so I added up how many they've all given out. And after 20 years of their hard work, they'd given out a hundred thousand wheelchairs wow. to seventy-five million people. Wow! And you know, you guys are you're 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 doing great. I, I love you guys, but the it, you don't have the right model here mm. uh, because that's his lesson. That's like point zero point one percent. Right, right. So I'm thinking, you know, what she, what does she need? She needed a chair that she could propel with her hands. So um, the, near my home is a big shopping center and there's a Toys R Us and I went to buy some bicycles and I figured if I could get a bicycle for $60, somebody in China is making these wheels for three. Right. And then I, oh, next to Toys R Us or Home Depot is Home Depot and uh, they're, uh, they're having white resin lawn chairs for sale at the end of the year. It was fall. And so I got some white resin lawn chairs huh. and got some bicycles and tried to figure out how to connect the bicycle to a frame to the to the wheels and got some casters and made a prototype and i um still you know I, i'm you know, i'm this is happening but i didn't know how right right uh and i made an appointment to visit a pastor of outreach at a, a large hospital a, a large uh, church we have in orange county called mariner's church and um, he had uh, he looked really tired. I had a meeting with him on a Thursday, and and it turns out he had just flown back from the Democratic Republic of the Congo on a mission trip of his own. Wow. And um, I showed him this wheelchair, and he said, "Don, you don't." You can't. Two days ago, I saw people crawling on the ground in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Wow! And and you and here's this idea, and you want to. And I had to explain what the idea was. We got to give these away for free because people that oh, sure. need wheelchairs, they have no money, you know. And, and if they had money, they, they they probably wouldn't be able to buy a wheelchair because they wouldn't be able to find one. Yeah, yeah. And so we've got to figure out how to make them inexpensive. That's why I made it this way with a red resin chair and bicycle wheels. And and so he said, I'm all for it. Let's go to the next step. So I made 100 of them. And, uh, you know, I was doing work for biomedical companies I was I got really good at doing clinical trials and submitting um, for market approval from the FDA so I know how to I knew how to prove safety sure, yeah. and efficacy so I you know I made a hundred prototype wheelchairs and they're now, in the did, garage Don and, did you make these yourself in your garage yes wow uh, and a hundred is not a good number or not a not a uh, for, for a clinical trial you need, oh. you need hundreds and oh, wow. thousands wow and, and, but that's what I could afford. Yep. Um, and I had a chance to take uh, only four of them to India because um, there were just a lot of reasons why the, the, the mission in Chennai, India wouldn't let me bring all 100. Huh. And I almost didn't go because what can you prove with 100? With, with 100 even, yeah. but what can you prove with four? Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of criticism along the way. You know, this looks like a resin, might resin, it looks like a, 
a restaurant chair with, <laughs> with wheels, with bicycle <laughs> wheels on the side of it. And I said, you know, I, I, that's what it is. And exactly that's all. I just wanted to prove a point here. Yeah. And I, I want to publish a paper and I want to uh, get this paper uh, out into the public and, and let someone else take care of it from here. I just want to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going at this from the engineering perspective uh, and I'm going to go to Chennai, India, and I've got four chairs and I'm going to try to get some data. Uh, on how well these work, and I'd come back a year later, see if the wheels are still on and still turning, and right. and I'd publish this paper. Uh, the very first wheelchair we gave away, I, I saw a family's life change in a matter of minutes. Um, I didn't have a translator. Uh, I gave, I put a wheelchair in front of their them. They had carried their son eleven mile, uh, three miles to. to um, reach a, now a card table clinic that we set up with volunteers from the United States so they could see f doctors for the very first time in their lives. Wow. And um, they had this child with cerebral palsy and um, he had a pretty severe case and um, he was carried all that distance and he was very uncomfortable. But his mom, uh, I, I, I pushed chair in front of him and I smiled and and I guess the smile works sometimes, you know, because she she put the child, her child, her son in the chair and started rocking him back and forth and started doing figure eights and started propelling him. And I, you know, I had, I didn't say a word. Wow. Um, and so um, it's hot and it's humid. Um, we thought we'd drive them home to their, their village where they were, they worked in a rice paddy. And they picked rice. That was their living. But we learned now that I had a translator because there was somebody coming with me. Okay. Uh, um, they could, if they both worked, they could actually make some money. But one of them has to stay home. Huh. So uh, they uh, they take turns staying home with their son, and and he could not be left alone. Um, but they had, so they had enough money to live there, and that was it. And we get to their house, and this is a Sunday afternoon, and it was um, a day off, and. Uh, uh, we drive in in this bus and there's, you know, obviously white guys coming into their village <laughs> and we draw quite a lot of attention, but um, the, the wheelchair was just a perfect fit for them. Uh, and I'm just trying to get some data. How, what's his name? Right. When was he born? What, what's wrong? And, <clears throat> you know, uh, but I'm also in tears because I can see the happiness this family had. Um so all of a sudden, my, the guide who was with us, whose name was Moses, um, yeah. came to me and said, Don, we got to get out of here as soon as we can, right now. And I said, what's going on, Moses? And he said, well, I should have knocked on the door of the elder of the village to ask for permission to come and visit. Oh, wow. Because that's, that's the custom. Yeah. You know, and the elder is a constable. He's the judge. He's the jury. He's yeah. everybody. And, and he just showed up and he didn't look very happy to me either. Because um, we we kind of dis we we shamed him, huh. we embarrassed him because yeah. he showed up late to the party. And I saw so I said, "Well, Moses, okay then." Um, I didn't, but before we leave, I did my job. It's your turn. And Moses, you know, turned to me and said, "What's going on?" I said, "Well, I'm the engineer. I brought this wheelchair. You've got. I know you got a Bible in your pocket. Read to him while we're here." And a Hindu village. Um, uh, he clears his throat. He's looking very nervous. But people are. They're all focusing on every word because they were thinking in that book there was some explanation. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I don't know what he read to them because it was in Tamil, the dialect they yeah. used there. Uh, we get in the bus and we try to leave. We're already late. The bus driver is anxious, so he's trying to get out of this um, this road from the village. But the villagers run after us. And uh, because this is 2001 and, you know, we're, our imaginations being from the United States are going crazy. So we're <laughs> right. thinking we're probably going we're gonna to get kidnapped here. We're going to be held Absolutely. for ransom. And they're pounding on the sides of the bus and they wouldn't, the driver wouldn't stop. So they actually went up in front of the bus, put their hands on the windshield. So the driver had the choice. He's going to run over somebody or he's going to stop. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, I, I, he stops and I turn around and uh, here comes the mom carrying two glasses of water. Wow. And she, she, it was her custom to give something back for a gift, but that's all she could afford to give away was water. Huh. When we were leaving, she realized we we're leaving the wheelchair behind. We weren't taking it with us. She probably figured if we were there to take some pictures. Sure, and yeah. Get a story and leave. And- 
you know, I, uh, so that, that was the first story, 99 wheelchairs left to go. And I didn't have a clue what to do with the rest uh, (laughs) other than three I had. And the next day, the people from India who had been so disinterested in this idea of giving away wheelchairs, because I learned when you're a missionary in a developing country, you may have had this experience too. You never have enough time to do what you need to do. You always run out. Absolutely. You get a couple hours of sleep and then you go back to work the next day. Uh, but in, in India, you can't walk in a city. You can't walk more than 100 feet before you see somebody on the ground. Yeah. Crawling. And so they, they, that was just an issue they didn't want to address. They didn't need another job. But what they saw with that one day with that very first wheelchair is how the wheelchair opened the door for them to, to talk, to preach the gospel. Wow. To share the gospel. And people gave the respect to listen to it. Uh, and so they're driving me around Chennai to show me about all the other wheelcha- uh, people in wheelcha- who need wheelchairs who are on the ground crawling. And they wanted to become a distribution partner. Huh. Of, uh, I didn't even know what that meant. Because <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing anything. Yeah. I'm just writing this. Paper. You're like, I just need data. I don't need distribution. I just need data. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so to, to make it totally clear what God had in mind for me, when I got back from being in India for three weeks, I went to work that Monday morning and the, the building was closed down. And the company had gone bankrupt. No way. I didn't have a job. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I'm still thinking these are coincidences, you know, because right, 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 God's right. got too many big things to worry about. You know, <laughs> these galaxies out there, they're, right, they're right. going to be slamming into each other and explosions. And uh, and people would call me from this large church that, and, uh, that I attended and the, the rumor had spread about the success of these first four wheelchairs we gave away. And what are you going to do next, Don? I said, no, I, I got to get a job. I, you know, I got kids, I got medical expenses. I got all this stuff I got to do. And I got this career, biomedical yeah. engineering. And they said, no, 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 we're, uh, we're going to send you some money for some more wheelchairs. You, you know, what's your address? And I said, no, don't, please. I already got 96 left in the garage. I just want to <laughs> move on. And they said, well, you think these are all coincidences. Uh, let me tell you what's really going on here. Wow. God's behind us yes. and you haven't, you, you, you just, you think you're too proud to admit it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. And you start to, you know, okay. I just want they to advise me, you see the things that you can't explain yeah. and see if you can line them up. Cause there's a line between those dots. Yeah. Wow. And, and my wife totally made sense to her. She says, Don, you've been uh, putting the bread on the table. You've been working hard for 20 years. I'm going to go back to work now. Our kids are grown up there in yeah. school. I want you to do this full time. Uh huh. So I'm hearing this from God, uh, from my wife. I'm hearing this from God. Yeah. And then, um, I, but but I got this career. I got you know. It's, right, right. it's all about me. No, it's not. And finally, I I okay. If, if God, if you'll have me and employ me, I'd love employee. I'd love to have you as a leader. And so I I surrender. Wow. And this conversation is just going to get more wild as we go. Don is about to drop some bombs right after this partner segment. The next partner this week on the Human Hope Podcast is Haya. I love saying it. Say it with me. Haya. Haya. What in the world is Haya? Well, let me let me tell you what it's not. Typically, children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise filled with two tablespoons. I I can't even believe I'm saying this. Two And and this is the the, the vitamins I was taking as a kid. Two tablespoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids never need to eat. That's why Haya was created. Haya is a pediatrician-approved, superpower chewable vitamin. So while most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to listen all sorts of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk. And it tastes great. It's perfect for your picky eaters. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, and then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, and zinc. And I'll be honest with you, 
I just know those things got to be good for us because my doctor tells me so. I let me tell you, as an adult, I'm like, I got to try this on myself. So I'm actually trying it on myself. And um, well, I mean, (laughs) how do vitamins work? I'm not getting sick. So I and it tastes great. So I I guarantee as a picky eater like me, your kid's going to love it. So let me tell you, this is what we got to do. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamins. Receive 50% off your first order to claim the steal. You got to go to Haya Health. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash human hope to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That is 50% off your first order. Please go to HayaHealth.com slash human hope. Next up, we got that hiring platform that y'all love, Indeed. What, what What is better than finally finding a place where you can find somebody that you can trust that can help grow your business, take it up a level? I don't know about you, but I'm slowly growing my business from like the solopreneur to now I've got like now what one two three employees and I know how hard it is to find great employees but you don't have to worry anymore because indeed is the place that you can do it what's better than finding quality candidates finding them instantly for a powerful hiring partner you need indeed indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place and you don't have to wait okay so let me, let me tell you about this. The focus feature I want to focus on this week is instant match, okay? So instant match, when you use that, you're three times more likely people are to apply to your job if you use that than a candidate that just sees it searching around the data. But if you use instant match, you're going to find yourself a quality candidate because they find you faster. So as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes indeed on Indeed match your job description and indeed match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Okay? So this is how we're going to do it. What I want you to do is go to indeed.com slash human hope and start hiring right now. Just go to indeed.com slash human hope and start hiring right now. Wow. And I mean, you're right. Like those are, those are not coincidences. That's way too many in a row, you know, for, for us to be ignoring the, that, that fact. I mean, I love that. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of, I think, um, takeaways in that story, obviously for people that are listening, someone that's never going to build a single wheelchair for someone else, but just to know that God is speaking and he is pushing and he is prodding and it's, you know, it really is up to us to, to take that step. So how, I mean, for your identity, like you, you're like, I'm a biomedical, med- you know, whatever. I don't even know the fancy words. Engineer. This is what I do. Suddenly, like all everything that I've I've studied, all the things like now I'm going to be starting this not nonprofit. And w- was there any kind of identity crisis in in your story in that season? Because I know for some people, maybe they they would have a hard time leaving something they were known for for something else. Well, uh, you know, the, one would think that I would have a very strong uh, Christian background at this point, but I hadn't. And uh-huh. that was something I had to work on. And then there was another critical reference, uh, not quite as valuable to me as the Bible, but was, do you know the dummy series? Uh-huh, Microsoft yeah. for dummies? Oh, yeah. Well, there's a micro, there's a nonprofit for dummies. I actually <laughs> found this book. No way. <laughs> and, and it, it was like the guide. It had chapter one, what you, you know, bylaws. The chapter, yeah. well, actually, chapter one, what is, what's your mission statement? And oh, okay. Bylaws and, and how do you get a 501c3 and what do you, how do you pick board members and how do you do your first board meeting? And yeah. So I just followed that book. Uh, and then I was, I was really blessed by people who out here in Orange County who had been involved in nonprofits. Some of them had been That's in awesome. boards. And and they could see how much I needed, how much help I needed. Yeah, because I was just totally, totally out of my element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, I I I I learned how to tell the story, and God just yeah. kept on giving me stories. And I, I love could, it. I just I'm really just telling him his, telling everybody his stories, and so and, cool. Uh, it, and so it it was. Uh, uh, 
once I got to the point where I surrender yep. again, the second time, first surrender was just to take, take the, the issues from our teenage daughters off our backs. The right, second time right. was, you know, <laughs> let's get these wheelchairs, let's get wheelchairs out as many as we can. And I'll, and I'll just be an obedient servant. I love that. And I'll just be obedient, you know, I mean, just to the call uh, in our lives. I, um, I, I, I'd love for you to lean into like what, what the journey of, cause I, this is fascinating for me. Um, the, what the journey in developing, uh, the development of the chair from that first prototype, those first 100 to what you're doing now, I'm assuming that now you're not buying chairs from home Depot and bicycles from, um, from Walmart and putting them together. So tell us how, you know, obviously God gave you this gift of, uh, engineering in order to continue to advance the things that you're trying to do. Take us from where we were with prototype one to where we are now with these wheelchairs. Yeah. Well, uh, I knew that I had to have these things, man, these wheelchairs manufactured in China, uh, or maybe an Asian yeah. country, but China was the pick. And in uh, in the, it wasn't that easy uh, 23 years ago to, to work with the Chinese factories. You yeah. had to go through intermediates. But uh, and here's another miracle called coincidence, called uh, yeah. AKA miracle. I found a manufacturer in a week. What? Uh, in China to make the wheelchair. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, I met a lady who was their marketing director, and she gave me a Federal Express number, and I sent a sample over, and within a week they had a, they had had already made samples for me. Wow, that's crazy! And, and that was the first chair with the resin lawn, the, the white resin lawn chair, okay. and the mountain bike tires. Yeah. But then, and we and we worked with that for probably six or seven years. Yeah. But uh, I got to know the um, factory workers in China. And they're they're a creative lot, but they often aren't asked to be creative. They're usually asked just to to, to do what yeah. we tell them. You know, here's the design, make it. Um, but I got to learn how they work and what they have, what tools they have, what they're really good at. And we came up with a second generation. We call it the Gen Two chair. Uh, the trouble with the first one was that you couldn't adjust anything. Sure. A great chair for an adult, but it wasn't good at all for anybody who needed a chair um, to sit straight, help them sit straight up. Um, and, uh, so uh, we came up with a Gen 2, which was a, a different concept altogether, but it was really conceptual from the point of view of ease of manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I asked the the factory the engineers in in China at the factory, can you help me make a break? Every chair has to have a every wheelchair has to have a break, and I said I only want I want it to cost no more than thirty five cents. Wow! And you know wheelchair breaks are like f f ten to ten dollars, you know, for each side. To, you know, sure. uh, in the, the wheelchairs we buy here, um, and uh, sure enough, they came up with a thirty five cent uh, break, and we've been using it ever since. It's, no way! Uh, and, <laughs> And they knew how to bend steel and weld it. And, you know, yeah. they knew how to make it strong enough. And it just rubs the tire. And so that you can't turn the tire when you have the brake on. And, and so uh, we came up with a Gen 2, which was very adjustable, much okay. more adjustable than, uh, than, than uh, I mean, to get a chair that's got that much adjustment, you have to pay it. You spend quite a bit of money yeah. in the United States for a, for a chair for our culture. But the main thing that I noticed over the years was, the terrain at the where you live in the developing country is more like a construction zone. Sure. And they don't have, you know, paved streets and they don't have ramps and, you know, they've got, you know, ditches and everything else to get over. And even when you get into a, a person's home, it's not going to be flat like you'd expect it yeah. to be. And so they need something that's going to stand up to the terrain. And uh, so really focusing on that part of the design and yet still making it adjustable. We introduced that Gen 2 uh, about 2012. Okay. And it, it was quickly adopted because once we were able to train our distribution partners, who are, actually I should tell you that side, we don't act, we don't really give these chairs away ourselves. Okay. We just give them to missionary groups. And, it, and there's countries where there aren't missionary groups. We give them to uh, humanitarian yeah. groups and they, they distribute them for us. And they, so we had to teach them how to do all this stuff, yeah. but they, and they've seen how the doors open when they give wheelchairs away because it's a very newsworthy event. I'm sure. 
And so, and uh, so they'll get to know the mayors and the local politicians because they'll all come to be in the <laughs> newspaper when they're giving out the wheelchairs. And and we don't mind that at all because yeah. uh, they're actually helping. You know, they're giving storage and they're help giving volunteers and transportation and whatnot for the people to get the chairs. So um, they give them out, and um, uh, we like to use Christian mission organizations because they'll, if they can, they'll give a message. You know, it's one of the saddest things I've heard in my life was when I learned that in most countries of the world, the cause of a disability is a curse. Hmm. I mean, you know, the disciples asked Jesus in James verse uh, uh, 9, uh, why is this man born blind? Was it his sins or his parents' sins? Wow. And and that idea, and Jesus responded and said, it wasn't either one, he, neither he nor his parents sinned. He's blind so that uh, his, the, the, the work of God can be manifested in his life. And and Jesus is trying to teach his disciples that it's not a sin, it causes a disability. Yeah. But to this day, it's still the very most common belief that people have. And they're, they're kind of, uh, they have a double disability. Yeah. They have the Mobility disability, but they're told, they're taught uh, over and over again since they were born that they're uh, they're cursed. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, to tell people, you know, we're not going to spend uh, having that much time with you, uh, and our partners aren't because they're going to assemble a chair and they're going to move on because there's so many people that need them. But they're going to tell you a story about the fact that you're not cursed. Yeah. And you're you're loved by God, and so to prove that God loves you. Uh, because he doesn't see a disability. You know, everything he made was perfect, and he made everything. Uh, here's a wheelchair to prove it. And when you in this chair, we want you to feel like you're in God's hands. Mm. You're using this wheelchair, and yeah. he's with you. Uh, and to give that message um, whenever we can, our partners do it whenever they can, um, it's, it's like, uh, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> And, you know, now you're dealing against what you've heard all your life. Sure. So you're not going to all of a sudden say, oh, I believe. But, yeah. you know, it's going to help you. It's going to help challenge the peoples in who will get our chairs. What do they really mean by that? Right. And the other thing that's going for us is a chair is very conspicuous. <laughs> we've, we've bright blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and when you see it in a, in a developing country, in, in and in especially in a very rural area, yeah. it's where it's mainly earth tones that you see. And, and, and people are going to come up. First of all, they may not have ever seen a wheelchair before. And secondly, they're going to probably want to know, where'd you get it? Mm. And well, what'd they tell you when they <laughs> gave it to you? <laughs> well, these, these people, I never met them before. They, they came and uh, there was somebody probably from my village was with them, but... And they made it and they assembled it for me and they spent a lot of time getting it all adjusted and training my my family how to keep it and maintain it and how to use it. Yep. And then they told me this story about the fact that I'm loved by God. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, if, if it's something about when you tell this, when you tell the same story, you may not believe it in the beginning, but after you tell it a few hundred <laughs> times. Sure. <laughs> I, man, that is that, that, you know, I, and I, I love how, um, this thing that started off as, you know, it's a physical item that is going to obviously immensely change somebody's life and not only their life, but, you know, physically speaking, but their family's life and, uh, you know, people that, you know, have to carry them and all of these things. So lots of lives are affected, but then to see, um, what happens on the, on the, the, the spiritual side on the back end of it is, I think that's probably the miracle of all miracles, right? It's like, okay, we've given out one point, however many million wheelchairs, but how many people have gotten free from so much other things uh, because of the decision you have made? I, I just, I'm so encouraged. Well, thank you. It's, it's kind of you to say that. Um, it's, it's, uh, so the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life, and it's not hard at all. It's 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 so much. It's it's so gratifying to see. Uh, we're kind of like a bridge between yeah. uh, people who have been blessed beyond measure here in the United States, and people who have not had such blessings in developing countries. And chances are, if one were to hear my voice, my story, with your help, and they. They, they hear about us and I tell them that for $96, we can have a wheelchair manufactured in China or now in India. Yeah. 
put in a boat, shipped by container, uh, uh, reaching a developing country. We've been in 94 of them. And, uh, and a partner will accept that container, take possession of it, transport the wheelchairs to a storage area, um, um, find the people who need them, uh, get the right size, the right uh, matchup between the person and the chair we offer, uh, assemble the chair, um, adjust the chair, and do the training, and we'll do all that for $96. Listen, I can't even take my family to dinner for $96. And you're telling me that all of that logistics and all of the, all, not only the wheelchair itself, but just the logistics of it all, that is pretty mind blowing is, is, you know, for the listener that, and I'll tell you right now, there's listeners that are listening right now. They're like, okay, I'm in. How, how do I, how do I get, how do I get a wheelchair somewhere? What do I do? Don, tell us, tell us maybe where people can go to, uh, to, to lean into the, lean into the ministry uh, that you're doing financially. Of a free wheelchair mission. That's the name of our mission. Is and if you go for a website, uh, it's just free wheelchair mission. No space between. Dot okay. org. Yep. And then uh, you'll find out all kinds of things that you can do to help us, to keep attached to us, to get news from us. Uh, I just uh, recently uh, got a book out. It'll come out on December 6th, and there's a book about the story. I hit the highlights of it for you, but uh, there's a lot more details about the what happened to get us to this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and we love the people. You know, the best thing that could happen for us is that people who hear my story will tell it to other people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, everyone thinks, well, you just need money. Well, yeah, of course we do. But uh, if, if, if you're compelled to hear this and you love the story, yeah, the second part is going to happen. You know, you yeah. are going to want to help us. Yeah. Um, and just telling the story is in the, the big news is 75 million needing an oil and we have a $96 solution. Wow. And it's coming from God. Yeah. That's incredible. And the book is Miracle Wheels, uh, the story of a yes. mission to bring mobility to the world. And, you know, I'll, I'll make sure to put a link in my show notes uh, for everybody. But you, it looks like you can you can pre-order that. You can get that book. Um, you can order it because it'll be out by the time you guys hear this um, at all the places that you end up getting books. So um, that's awesome. If you buy it from us on our website, we'll, we love that because we'll make a lot more money. Oh, there we go. Listen, as an author, I get that. So actually yeah, you, just, get it. you just head to freewheelchairmission.org and right there on the front page, I mean, right there, I clicked it right now. There, there's a, uh, there's a link. You can click it to the, to the cover of the book and you can pick. I'm actually literally right now buying the book with my, on my, on my iPad here as we're doing this interview. For you. Um, and, and I'd love for everyone that's watching on YouTube or listening to do that as well, because, you know, Don, this is, I, I mean, it really is exactly what I'm trying to teach people uh, to do here. I've got a book coming out in January called how to human and, um, just trying to help after the last two years of all the chaos that the world has endured, I feel, I feel like, why don't we look back at the humanity of Jesus and maybe get some reminders on how we do this. And, and what I love about what your story is, is, um, step two of my, how to human it's three steps. The first step is be human. The second, second step is see humans. And the third step is free humans. And I feel like if we be human, see humans and free humans, then we're going to get back to the heart of who we were created to be. And what you did is you saw someone in need and that wasn't it. You didn't just see them, but you actually did something to free them. And you are the epitome of how to human. You're the epitome of my book. And so uh, that's why I wanted you on the show because you've, you've literally just encouraged me uh, in, in, in how to human myself. Well, thank you. I look forward to seeing your copy of your book when it's out too. Absolutely. Well, Don, thanks so much for hanging out with us on uh, Human Hope. And I just, uh, I'm pretty pumped to keep up with everything that you uh, and your organization are doing. Thank you. God bless. What did I say? Don, <laughs> your story is amazing. Uncle Don is what we're going to call you. Uh, thank you for showing us what it looks like to see people and to free people. Please go check out uh, his website at freewheelchairmission.org. And uh, you can actually check out Don's book there. Um, he's doing incredible stuff. Thank you, Don, for um, sharing your story with us. Okay. It's time. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. 
There it is. Well, fam, we had a rant at the beginning. We had inspo in the middle, and we got Dr. Delight at the end. Um, let's wait for the breakdown. Y'all ready for this? Here we go. Hopefully you have a fantastic week. Can I remind you again that next week's episode is vital in the life of the Human Home Podcast. And I just, I need you here because I got something very important to ask you. Um, That's it. I love you. Thanks for hanging out. Carlos Enrique with the Guzman Chibokabeo saying I will see you next week on another inspirational time here at the Human Hope Podcast. See you soon. Thank you.